I did write a little erotica literature piece that we we're going to get to after. I'm not sure if I use the right vocabulary. I have like an idea of what I want the sound to be. It's like painfully moans, right? Mm-hmm. In in my head, painfully moans sounds like <sighs> like <laughs> that, not ah. <laughs> 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 What's up, lovely humans? It's your host, Yancy, long time no see, and you're listening to That's Exciting, the podcast. It's been a week since we talked to each other. I kind of missed being in your ear. So hello, I'm super happy to be back this week. Oh, let me tell you. So I had the pleasure to record an episode with my friend Liv. Olivia is a romance author and she also knows quite a lot about erotica. And by that, I'm specifically referring to erotica literature. And this is a topic that is way out of my area of expertise. And I stepped out of my comfort zone. Um, I stepped out of my comfort zone, not necessarily by writing an erotica piece, but more so by performing it, which you'll get to hear in the in the near end of today's episode. But yeah, I'm all about trying new things. I'm all about being uncomfortable at times and also laughing it off because we try stuff and it might not always turn out as we want. It might not be good. It might also be good. But hey, the purpose of it is trying and the purpose of it is just having fun in the process. And I'm all about that, all about creativity as well. So that was a very creative episode that I got to do with my friend Olivia. And I am just super blessed to have had that opportunity and to have her on the podcast to share her love for romance and also erotic literature. A little bit about my friend Liv. So she is a marketing and communication specialist during the day and a conversation connoisseur, writer, and romance reader by night. She is currently working to publish her first novel and writing her second. She's also a contributor slash author of Live the Romantic on Verve Romance and the co-host of the Second Act podcast. Before we jump in this episode, I am going to challenge you today. Live near the end of the episode gives us tips on how to write erotica, how to write that type of literature. So I'm challenging you. Write an erotica piece and send it over to the podcast by email at contact at thatsexciting.co. Contact at thatsexciting.co. And that's going to be in the description of the episode as usual. And if I receive at least five of them, I will read them on the podcast. Absolutely, I will. So write a little erotic piece. Everything will stay anonymous. That is for sure. Let's just try new stuff. Let's get out of our comfort zone together. Let's explore different mediums. (laughs) So without further ado, enjoy today's episode. Hey, Liv. How's it going? Oh, my goodness. It's so good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast to school us on erotic literature. Oh, my goodness. I've been looking forward to this. I love I love talking about it, though. I do want to make it clear because I do write erotic literature, but I would consider myself more of a romance author within each of those. I mean, the sex scenes are intense. So we can just say for the purpose of this podcast, we will just focus on the erotic part. I'm very excited. Looking forward to know more about the topic. Questions I ask, oh my God. 
So that again, question I ask all my guests, and that one's going to be focused on your work. What are your character's sexual green flags? For the new listeners, sexual green flags are indicators that you'll have pleasurable, consensual, and safe sex. Yeah, I feel like for me, they would reflect, a, they kind of mirror life which is nice. And like anything that I either enjoy reading or creating, you're going to have the really basic things. And it kind of makes me laugh because I have a lot of friends or people who will learn about my work or just know that I read a lot of romance, for example, and think, oh my God, you're setting your standards too high. But it's like, you know what? I am just, it's almost like the baseline for what I want. I want good communication during sex, before sex, after sex, before you even think about sex, there's always good communication. But if we're talking about sex itself, when it comes to sexual green flags, I think the way I like to put it is um, service without demand, where it's like they're willing to give without expecting or demanding something in return. And they derive true pleasure from bringing their partner pleasure so that's and i feel like that is something that should also just mirror life where you know like you know if somebody wants to reciprocate if somebody wants to give something that's the key thing but demanding or expecting that is just something that i think is just a red flag no matter what so i really like to have that either within my characters or the books that i'm writing um yeah so service without demand is a big one service without demand is 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 well phrased thank you i i feel like that's just the key to when it comes to romance novels as well as erotica like even though there's sometimes something about something fantastical about it where there's a lot of fantasy and a lot of like oh i wish this could happen to me or my secret desire or fantasy it's still a reflection of life like you can make that happen in real life you can have somebody you can seek out a partner who is not going to demand something and and you're going to want to be with and and pleasure or not pleasure whatever but yeah i I think i want to actually land on just those two when it comes to communication and just constant communication being able maybe also just being able to like laugh at things in the moment during sex that'll also be something like if there's any insecurities or something goes wrong that is okay that is okay uh, you know <laughs> it's funny it doesn't have to be i mean it can be serious but it doesn't have to and it's fun to have that liberty yes. with someone and then you're gonna have i mean obviously just trust but that comes with communication that comes with could be time where it may just be like a feeling but i think just trust and being able to really um for my characters and and life in general it's just being able to trust with your kinks with your desires but i think most of it is just is all around communication you said that we can learn a lot in you know, romance, novels, and erotica, what can we learn? And that's coming from a perspective of someone that has never read anything. I'm just really curious to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think um, erotica is is a little more narrow focus where you're going to get just a lot about sex. You're going to get a lot about kinks. You're going to learn about something about yourself that you didn't know before because you didn't even know it existed. But they're going to do it really well in a book. So you're going to have that. You're going to learn about how like the, the power exchanges can go, what can go wrong in sex, what can go right in sex. Like just it really expand and expands your like, I guess, your sexual horizon. When you come to, to romance, which also has a lot of sex and erotica within it, I think it just gives you a better understanding for the human it just really gives you empathy and there's just so many it gives you insight into the actual into different people and their lives and their jobs and just it tells you how to act in situations you may not have encountered yet i think it's just such a scary thing about reading in general but also with romance it just it teaches you i think about how to take the typical script so in psych we learned about this thing where everybody has like a social script right? You have like a a social script of what you're supposed to follow, whether that be out to the movies, whether that be out for dinner, whether that be during sex, whether that be during romance, there is a typical script. And that one is typically, from my experience and what I've heard, is more grounded in the patriarchy, a lot about male pleasure. It's very male focused. When you have 
romance novels and erotica, it is 95 probably percent of the time written a woman writing that. So you're going to have a woman's perspective. You're going to have a man written by a woman, which makes a massive difference. When you have romance novels and erotica, there's an incredibly large percentage of female writers, or at least people who are not cis, white, heterosexual men, which is super important because we want marginalized experiences and stories not grounded in the patriarchy, heavy with the male gaze. But let's talk about that privileged male gaze for a second, because I've read not so much anymore, but in the past with a lot of stories that were grounded in the male gaze, I've read her nipples were like dime-sized chocolates. Like there's just like weird things that these men would write about. When you have a woman writing these things, they're able to really get into the perspective of both the woman and the man and kind of center it around the woman's pleasure. It's no longer, the woman is no longer an object, which is a really big thing. And it's literally just rewriting the script and showing you how you can act in a different way. You can follow a different narrative that isn't focused on male pleasure or the male perspective. It really is about female pleasure and all about, um, yeah, I guess all about the woman, but doesn't neglect mm-hmm. the male perspective or doesn't neglect male pleasure because that is really in there. It just really le- brings up the level of female pleasure and intimacy. Yeah. So that was a long rambling, but I just think it really rewrites the script and gives you another, another narrative to follow that you don't have to have to follow the the typical, like the body's an object, the body's to be used for sex. It's for male pleasure. Like that is not anything that is in the romance. Yeah. Like the description, you don't, why is it like, why is it important to know it's a diamond sized nipple or that, you know? Exactly. And I feel like the other good thing is that I, I've personally worked with a lot of black romance authors, which was really fun because that that's going to be a whole demographic that has been neglected before. So now you're seeing black female bodies and black male bodies actually in the romance genre and the erotica genre and it's not it's not just you know the black male is is stereotypical like they're following a very aggressive nature and a very aggressive script Mm -hmm. kind of thing that that's what society typically dictates but you have these black authors and these black narratives in romance where you're having them as full people they're bringing the whole spectrum of themselves and you can just see and you can just understand a lot more about humans. That's why I said at the beginning, like you just understand more about humans because there's so much more diversity within these books. It's written by women. So you're going to have a female perspective and men can really learn a lot from this. Let me tell you, like just on the topic of intimacy though, like how to conduct that, how to have emotional intimacy along with sexual intimacy. When did you first read from a Black author? I'm curious. Late in the game, whore eye. I'm so ashamed to admit it. Um, I would say two years ago, I think when it comes to romance, or I may have read earlier, I just didn't know that they were Black, but I've actively mm-hmm. sought out Black romance authors, Black erotica authors in the last two years. And then I, you know, I found the company I was with for a little bit to actually work with these authors as well. But I, um, it was, it was a lot later in the game. It's a, it's still a white dominated field in industry mm-hmm. and having Black, I also try to make an effort to read Asian and Indigenous, like it's, but it's a conscious effort. They are there, but you got to work to find them because the industry is working against them in a lot of ways. So you need to kind of make that effort. If we talk about your starting journey, when and how did you discover that erotica and romance was your thing? Okay, let's see. I think it started with Tumblr. Because I'd read some kind of, you know, sexual excerpts before, but I didn't really know that I liked them. I think I was too young to know that I actually really liked them. And I was just like, it's just a thing that happens. But when I actually started to get into it, I think it was Tumblr. There was a whole... R.I.P. Right? Oh, my God. It was such a great forum Mm -hmm. for everything, whether you wanted images, videos, writing, which is what I was really into. Um, So I started there and slowly graduated to like 
Wattpad because do you know what Wattpad is? I do not. It's a whole public forum where you can, you can just publish your work, I guess, for free. And like you kind of publish it chapter by chapter and you gain a following. It's like a writing social media. It's a really incredible platform, but both of those books started there. And I think I actually read those are like after, which is really heavy into sex, into the sexual scene. So yeah, it was Tumblr and Wattpad when I was probably about 12 and 13 that I really got into it. Did you write on those platforms as well? I did not actually. I uh, was like, I have no experience. Why would I think that I could write this? Yeah. <laughs> like I had no idea what it was even out in the world. And I had such a limited consumption of it as well, where I was like, I'm really just starting off here. And it, I tell you, sometimes like the twists and turns of Tumblr would shocked me <laughs> when I was that young. Like the things I stumbled across were just shocking. But I mean, I realized what I liked and I was like, oh, Okay, I never thought this was a thing, but look, it's actually a thing. So let's go for that. And so um, I, ne- I never contributed to it, though. I was all, I was never comfortable with that, but I would consume it in copious amounts. When did you start writing? I started writing probably when I was twelve or thirteen. So probably same same thing, but it was based on what I had seen, and I would never have published it. Like it was very much like I took scenes or prompts from. Tumblr and Wattpad that I already read, I kind of compiled them all into one where I was like, oh, this is all the stuff that I like. (laughs) You know, like it's not like a little bit here and a little bit there. I almost just like rewrote it in a way that it just made sense and flowed and was just like in one page. I hand wrote it because I did not want a digital copy. I was like, nobody can know that I wrote this thing. I'm going to hell because I was kind of, I still was really, not really a child of God, but like I I was like, I'm going to go to hell. Like this is... (laughs) This is not okay. So if I put this in a digital copy, somebody's going to find it and that's just going to be awful. Somebody's going to retrace it to you exactly. and they're going to tell your parents, hey, this is what Liv did. Exactly. exactly. And that hmm. was like my biggest fear. So even after I wrote like my first draft, I, I read it and then I proceeded to literally shred it like centimeter by centimeter. Like I made sure that thing was destroyed. And so anytime I wanted to write, I had to do it that way. Do you remember what it was about? Like even though it was a, a puzzle piece of every scene that you appreciated. It was, uh, I can't remember a lot. I think they had like had dinner and there was like a little bit of like that fun little, you know, they were feeding each other and like they were getting fun with food. And then they kind of moved it to bedroom. It was very basic, very prescriptive, very much like kind of what you would think when it comes to romance. But I then, I don't even think I used any like vulgar words, which is, I don't even like the term vulgar because I feel like no term should be vulgar. But at the time, like things like pussy, things like um fuck, things like that, like I wouldn't use that. But I feel like now in my writing, that all really emphasizes and and makes it better. So at the time, it was very basic and it was just like what you would expect of like a 12 or 13 year old who's like first discovering sex. And it's just evolved from then. Just to speak about like vocabulary, do you have a list of words that you like to use or like a list of emotions or feelings? When it comes to like writing the romance portion, yes. I actually, I'll, I'll pull something up with like a, like a list of emotions, literally. And I'll just like be able to to pull that and just see what my scene needs. But when it comes to writing sex scenes, I think I've read so many that I'm like, I know how to just make this happen. And right. there are the consistent, like they don't hold back, which I think is so much fun. Like there is no word unless it's a racial slur, which is obviously is off the table. But when it comes to any kind of reference to the female body or the male body, it is very blunt. It is amazing. And, and I think just kind of it adds the sexiness to kind of like just the the crass words. They're kind of fun. And so I already mentioned a couple, which aren't that bad, but like you're going to use, like, I don't feel comfortable saying it out loud. I'll write it, but like the C word, for example, I think 
most of the books I've read, as soon as there's a sex scene, even if it's pretty clean throughout, sex scenes have that word, which shocked me when I first started reading it because I thought, oh my God, this is such a horrible, dirty word. Like how could like this, I would never say this. I would never write this. I never want to read this. But authors have a way of working it into a thing where it makes sense in the scene and it's so sexy and it just makes it better and kind of rougher. And it's just, yes. And it, I wouldn't say that there's a list I, I draw from, but I just don't hold back in any way. Cause I'm like, you know what? Some of the best authors before me, they say some horrible things. <laughs> I can say anything. <laughs> okay, cool. So knowing that you have a list is is kind of interesting, right? Because as a creative myself, I also have like inspiration and I have a way to, um, I don't write erotic novels for people who don't know me. I just do video editing as a living to a different game, but I still, you know, <laughs> I still, um, like have inspiration, either it may be visually, either it may be through music, but I have to have that list of things that I can, you know, pull up if I need to. Speaking of inspiration and exploration, how do you get inspired? Through reading is a big one. Like, it's just like, there's literally any genre out there. There's any subgenre, there's any kink, there's any scenario. It's just, and I read so much, right? Like I'm a fast reader. I consume this stuff at an incredible amount, incredible rate, sorry. But also, like, I don't necessarily draw inspiration from my friends in a sense that I, like, I don't be like, oh, I'm going to use your story in a book. But it's more like, oh, this is something that happens. Okay, like, this is good to know. And that I may be reading about it, but I didn't know people actually practiced it in real life. So it's like, okay, this is something that other people can relate to. And that I can then, you know, create a scene from that, from what I've already learned. And they won't be like, this is too out there. People's tastes are so diverse. There is something for everyone is what I've learned. So I really, yeah, I think I just mostly get it from reading. I'll also, again, Tumblr still can be, Tumblr and Pinterest are, are really good go-tos. Like you can just type up like prompts. If you want ideas for anything, there's hundreds of lists and I can just draw from that. So yeah, I think, I think it's just stories, whether that be other people's stories or, or books. That's where I get most of my inspiration from. Would you say you're your friend's go-to when it comes to like their sex stories? Oh my God. Can we talk about that? Yes. 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 I would say so, which I think is so much fun. Whether that be something that they went through, whether that be bad or whether that be their really, really weird sex stories. And there have been some weird ones, which I'm like, I love this. You actually <laughs> went through that. <laughs> and I just, and maybe it's the creative in me. Maybe it's, maybe it's the writer in me. Maybe it's, I don't know. Maybe just natural curiosity, but I love being like, walk me through it. Like, how did you get to that position? Yes, details. Details are important. I, oh, details mm. are so important. Mm. I, and you know, when your friends skip through details, like, oh no, I'm saying too much. I'm rambling. No, 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 keep going. Exactly. What was the color of the door? <laughs> I mean, does it really, it does. It makes a difference. <laughs> everything makes a difference. Anything that you think is, is small, I'm like, yeah, I need to know. I need to know everything. I, I want to know exactly how it happened. Mm -hmm. I love, I also, though, I'll also be like, what was the conversation before that? Like, how did you get to that? Like, I need to know how you got to that position. Or like, if they said something like, well, what was your response to that? Like, like how did you feel about that? Because I'm like, I need to know. Because I've read so much and I've seen so many different characters in different situations and scenarios and positions. But I'm like, how does that act out in real life? Like, like for you to come to me with this incredible sex story or an incredible experience. And I'm like, okay, like, how does that play out in real life? Because I may not have experienced that exact scenario. And I need to know if I were like, <laughs> what happens in that? And so yeah, I would say, yeah, they definitely come to me. And I really appreciate that. Because I try to make it a really, really safe space. Where I'm like, let's just talk. Let's just talk about it all. Interestingly, the leading up to it, I've never had that conversation. I'm always super detail focused when it comes to the experience itself. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's interesting. I think I'll add that to my list of questions. 
<laughs> yeah, I just I just think it's so interesting to find out like what did he what did they because it's not necessarily he but what did they do in the moment or just before that to make you be like yeah I'm okay, I want to try this with you or I want to experiment with this thing that I've never done before or something that seems taboo but now I'm like you know what if you're into it let's do it like how do you right. how does especially like how does somebody approach a taboo topic because that is another really interesting thing to explore whether that be in writing and reading or other people's stories it's like well how, like this is typically deemed taboo and this is seen as something that you shouldn't be doing by society. Like how, one, how did you feel doing it? Because I'm always curious. Like, was there some kind of guilt? Was there some kind of thing where you're like, I don't love this, but I'm okay trying it. Like, I want to know what you're feeling. But also, right. yeah, like how do you approach something that nobody talks about and how does that actually play out in real life? And I think it's just so interesting hearing their their stories. Now it is the moment to read a little erotic literature segment i did write a little erotica literature piece that we we're going to get to after but live which uh segment did you choose for us today and can you do us the honor of reading this excerpt yes i can i think this is a fun one because um it's called the princess trap by talia hibbert it's really fun for me to even read this ex excerpt because the cover itself is animated. You're gonna, you have this woman, this black woman kind of sitting on like a, I don't know, like a little perch and then uh, a white guy behind him. So it's an interracial romance. And it just seems like such an innocent cover. And I'm like, wow, this is gonna be so vanilla. This is gonna be, you know, fade to black scenes. But Talia does a wonderful job with her sex scenes. And they were just so much fun to read. There's play with control, there's play with stuff. Like it's just, it's just really good. On a scale of one to hot, this one is three on five peppers kind of hot it get a little steamy and you might want to pause the episode and come back and listen to it by yourself or listen to it in an environment that is friendly to listen to that so it's up to you you can pause come back or you can listen to it right now he leaned over her and whispered i can hear you whimpering did you know that she gritted her teeth. I'm not. You are. His hand slid under her scarf, dislodging it slightly to grasp at her hair. He jerked her head up off the pillow and said, his voice firm, I'm in charge now. Don't bullshit me. Stop fucking around and take what you need. She swallowed. What do I need? As if someone else had to say it for it to be real. But his words weren't exactly what she'd expected. To obey, to submit, to yield to me. He said, you need to know that I've got you. And I do. You know that, don't you? Yes, she admitted, her voice a whisper. It felt like a shout. Right here, right now, in this bed, she knew without a doubt that he absolutely had her. I could pull out my cock, he said, and push your underwear aside and fill you up right now, and you'd let me. You'd take it beautiful, I already know. Your pretty pussy would swallow up my cock, and you wouldn't even flinch. He ground into her as if to prove the point, and that little movement almost drowned her in desire. The insistent pressure of his hardness moved from her arse to a pussy, pressing at the cotton of her underwear. His arms were still braced around her, and the hard length of his body pressed into her, suffocating her until all that was left was sensation. Sensation and the feeling of being protected, protected and owned. He reached a hand between her and lifted her hips, snaking a hand between her legs until the heel of his palm pressed against her clit. She moaned, ragged and desperate, and he laughed low in her ear. 
There we go, sweetheart. That's what you want. Be a good girl and ride my hand. She obeyed, forgetting to feign hesitancy. Any embarrassment or nerves or awkwardness she might have felt were no longer an issue because he was the one in control. Cherry rolled her hips against the pressure of his hand with nothing in her head but the pursuit of pleasure. He kissed her neck as she rubbed her aching clit against him, and movement brought the head of his cock against her cotton-covered pussy again and again until she felt almost delirious with sensation. You feel so fucking good, he growled. So good. I can feel how wet you are, soaking through your fucking underwear. He twisted his hips, his hardness parting her folds, even through the cotton, and she moaned helplessly. We'll pause there. What are your general thoughts on that? <laughs> God damn. Okay. Um, I love how descriptive it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really plays into the imagination more than what I would thought, which... I really appreciate it because okay. I'm able to visualize. Mm-hmm. That's that's my big thing, right? With writing, it has to be written in a way that I can visualize. Um, and that was very descriptive. <laughs> and it did that for you. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. Yeah, I feel like, um, I think I may have read a little fast. And normally if you read an audiobook, you're going to go a lot slower and you have that kind of anticipation and that buildup and that, that tension. But I think you're right. Like I think within a lot of these, it's so descriptive. And that's one thing that I love about them is that when I say that like, you can understand how to act in a certain scenario or a certain position. Like it really describes everything for you. (laughs) It's like you're doing it yourself. Like that's exactly what it is. Now I'm getting a little shy. I'm apprehensive because I wrote a little something. And I loved it. Really? I did. I thought it was great. It wasn't what I was expecting because I um, only really dive into novels like that scripture, that type of format. So yours was... A screenplay, which I thought was really interesting to read. So I liked it. How'd you improve what I wrote? Like what's working, what's not, how to improve it? Yeah, let's talk about what was working though, because I really liked a lot. I liked how you have kind of a power play going on, which is fun. You have a really good play and grasp of anticipation and that teasing kind of the buildup. We love a good buildup. That's what we need. Um, so that was really good. And especially for your first one, like this was I mean, you said it, it took you two martinis or margaritas for you to to get into it. Two two martinis, yes. Did it just natural? Like, did it feel natural to you once you're kind of a little tipsy, or were you kind of awkward writing it? it? It was natural when I had the right music. I was listening to Bryson Tyler on repeat, but it took a long time to figure out what I wanted to write about. Okay, okay. The only thing I would say is that get even more descriptive. Like, I know that this is more, like, this isn't really, like, a novel necessarily, and it's kind of like a mix of, like, a screenplay, but also just, like, an audio kind of excerpt. But, like, tell me where that vibrator is pressing, where those vibrations are stemming from, how that feels. Am I jerking? Am I, you know, am I, is it overwhelming me? Is it that kind of thing? Like, don't, like, don't hide anything from me. So with Liv's great advice, I won't hide anything from you. And now it's your time. It's your turn to hear what I wrote. A little backstory. It's two people that are in a grandiose studio. And one of them is tied somehow. So enjoy this listen. And also think about your challenge. You're going to have to write your erotica piece and send it to the podcast at contact at that's exciting that CO and and now, enjoy. Visualizing her voluptuous silhouette sensually walking towards me with that mischievous gaze, contemplating all the things she'll do to me. 
<laughs> Confession. I've never been in this vulnerable of situations, nor did I ever imagine being in one. All I can do is anticipate every little thing that comes my way and embrace all of it. Heels. Hmm. I can feel the heat of her body radiating across the room. Is she wearing that black lace outfit that makes her ass look like a snack? Is it the red mesh see-through laundry kit? Where the fuck is she? Is this too tight? The firm tightening around my wrist implies that she must be behind me. Her belly's warming my shoulders, her breast caresses my cheek. I always like the smell of her skin. I raise my left hand and attempt to caress her hip. <laughs> what do you think you're doing? When questions are asked, I expect an answer from you. Understood? Take your stuff back, baby. I think it's really good. I really do. I like the dialogue. You have a very good grasp of dialogue. The dialogue in the moment is really good and like continuously reinforcing. So I think you said at one point, is this too tight? Like even something that simple mm -hmm. is so important to just be checking in with your partner and whether that be in real life and a fantasy, whatever, just having that continuous stream of communication. Mm -hmm. Obviously you grasp that, but it's like, it's such an important thing that people often overlook. So I'm just, I'm so happy you actually like slipped that in there in a way that was sexy in a way that was good. It flowed. That kind of communication can really go with the mood and it really just yes. emphasizes, right? Like it doesn't take away from the scene at all. Mm -hmm. It does not. Do you have any tips for people that want to start writing it's it's just the, the worst piece of advice but just write like i like what you did where like you got into the mood which is really important for us, a lot of people for me i actually almost <laughs> i'm very prescriptive in it like i'll be like okay i know that they need to have sex here and they need to do this and let's just make it sexy so like i don't get in the mood i'm very much just like make it good what like objectively what do i want to do mm -hmm. but i think there are times like when i first started and obviously what you just did where you kind of get in the mood and you're like hey what would feel good to me and really centered on yourself though mm -hmm. like i think that is where you're going to draw so much good shit when you're like, hey, I'd want to read this. I'd want to be in this situation. And when you're writing that, it's just the ideal fantasy. It's like having just an imagination about, you know, how is this, what do I want in life? And you just, you're just going to write it down. So I think that's a really, really good way to start. And there is nothing that is taboo. I would say, like, I would say, like, explore whatever. Don't censor yourself, especially when it's just for your own writing. I think it's fun just to explore your own kinks, your own fantasies. Then read it. Read it after, though. Don't destroy it. I think that's what I regret most, is when I destroyed my very first piece of work, I would have loved to see how it evolved. Because as you learn new things, as you be a better writer, but also, yeah, just as you, like, learn more about the world and experience different things, you may be able to bring that into your writing. And just, just keep all of your drafts. But know that they're not shit, and they're actually going to be good. If it's something that you'd want to be in, if you're centering it on your own pleasure and your own fantasies and desires, it can't be bad. It really, really can't. I think just start there and start writing. As you said, write about what you like and what you'd appreciate. You can also write about experiences that you still think about. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. That's a great one. Like draw on memories and just write about that, put it on paper and just, you know, mm -hmm. look over. You could spice it up even more if you wanted to. You just, just write it down. It's fun. It's kind of cathartic. It's like, oh, I can figure out that, like, why did I like this so much? Or maybe I didn't mm -hmm. actually like that. But writing in general, whether it be erotica or any kind of writing, it's, just, it's like a cathartic practice. Do you have any books to recommend people that wants to start their journey? <gasps> 
Yes. Talia Hibbert, Kennedy Ryan, Naima Simone. The good thing about them is that they all have varying, varying levels of heat. Mm -hmm. What I actually read, The Princess Trap. So that was of the three. That's probably on the more milder end, I would say. Yancy, the book that I recommended you, which is by Naima Simone, is pure erotica, right? So that it's like a novella. It's just pure erotica. There's like an underlying tone of romance, but they get into some filthy stuff, which is so much fun and and things that I was like, oh, I didn't know I was into this. So that was that was it for today and the uh, out of comfort (laughs) exercises and speaking about a comfort, you're up for a challenge. So write down your erotica piece and send it to our email. Thank you, Olivia, for being on the podcast and bringing your passion on. I just love when you talk about stuff that you're passionate about because you truly can hear the her eyes light up and also just her voice. There's such a smile. It's it's really comforting. So really happy that you were on the podcast and that you got to talk about romance and erotica. Be sure to follow Liv on Instagram at Olivia underscore Preya, P-R-E-Y-A, Olivia with two eyes and to read read her you can find her work at Verve Romance and she's the author of Live the Romantic go check out my girl's page also speaking of shout outs thank you to Lucy Lucy is the voice the second voice behind the little erotic skit so basically it was like a, a FaceTime Lucy said yes and was down to do it even though she's never done that before and it's just been a fun experience so overall I'm super happy about today's episode I had so much fun editing this episode and putting it together Uh, Just because it's a topic that I'm not well versed in, as I said in the beginning, but I wanted to make it fun. And sometimes when you don't know a lot about a topic, it can be intimidating. It can be it can be challenging in a way because you don't know how to approach it. Just get immersed in it like I did and try you might succeed you might fail but what's good about it it's the process and the process is having fun it is the process of staying curious because that's exciting this wraps up today's episode see you next week before we leave on production team recording editing and sound design by yours truly myself yancy special thanks to jane p for her assistance on production the official that's exciting anthem by calder nash the amazing vocals on the track by mel pacifico speaking of which my girl mel has released only one that you're currently listening to and cloud nine two singles that you want to go stream right now because she's amazing That's all for today's episode. I'm your host, Yancy. And until next week, stay curious because that's exciting. Even if-